1: To fans. Welcome to an emergency edition of the Peristyle Podcast on a Monday. Normally we have the coach Harvey Hyde. We got Keely Yore in studio because there's been a whole bunch of uh, breaking news around the USC football program. We want to get into all of that with Keely Yore. You can follow her on Twitter at Keely is my name. She's sitting right next to me right now, bundled up a little bit. It's chilly outside. It is. Keely, how you doing?
2: Hello, hello, Ryan. Doing well? Just a slow Monday for us. Holy know?
1: cow! <laughs> do you remember when, when uh, what's it called? Clay Helton. The, I was forgetting Clay called? Helton's name.
2: Yes, I do remember Clay Helton when he I got do. fired.
1: Uh, also a Monday. I was it was was it a Sunday or a Monday? It was a Monday. Monday, yeah. The uh, same thing, like you know, I, I didn't have my phone with me for like an hour or whatever. The same thing, like today, like I was, I just got back from Catalina. I was exhausted. We were like fished all night and stuff. And I woke up this morning and I just like, oh, I got to go back to bed. I went back to bed and my phone's blowing up and I'm like, oh, what's going on? And then I I'm like, oh, crap, all this stuff is happening. It
2: was the, the reporter summoning of Chris texting me. I have to run a couple errands. I'm going to be offline for an hour. I was like, cool. No worries. I got you. Started to make breakfast. Things started transpiring this morning, and I just had eggs and like raw bacon sitting out for like two <laughs> hours. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what happens, but you know,
1: raw bacon. All right. Well, we're, this is an emergency edition of the podcast because we got to talk about some breaking news. Uh, USC, the second quarterback from the rosters, entering the transfer portal, Jackson Dart. And we got other than this stuff to talk about the official uh, hiring of all the assistant coaches. We're going to talk about Michael Trigg uh, entering the transfer portal. What does this mean, Caleb Williams? I don't know. Uh, so we will talk about all that. If you have any questions or comments for the show, podcast at uscfootball.com uh, is the email address. You can call or text us at 424-254-9141. Uh, Apple Podcast on that app. If you want to follow us at the Peristyle Podcast, leave us a five-star rating. We would very much appreciate that. It helps grow the show, and we have just putting up Record numbers, thanks to all of you. A lot of more interest in the program now that uh, Lincoln Riley's head Coach It
2: Makes sense. It
1: changes the game a little.
2: A little bit, yeah. Uh,
1: but thank you for all of that. Uh, we're not going to do any questions today, so we'll do more shows this week. Um, yeah, we got and, you covered. Yeah, we will get you covered with that. But also wanted to thank our sponsor, Trader Joe's. I talked to you. I went to Catalina. Caught a bunch of all kinds of crazy fish. I saw. Uh halibut my first halibut california halibut wow it's gotta be 22 inches to keep we caught probably like 16 of them in the boat the four of us but we got four keepers so i got a bit you know they're really long fillets they're great uh we had some that night at the campsite uh but i'm gonna i'm gonna cook some tonight i think i'm going to trader joe's i gotta get the, the sides you know nice. to go along with the halibut um but i want to get some i like the asparagus over the Trader Joe's. you know roast some of that stuff up a little garlic butter Put it all, you know, pan fry. I'll pan fry it some, and uh, it should be good. But I got to go to Trader Joe's. Maybe pick up a bottle of wine, whatever. Well, I want to eat my my halibut and just enjoy myself and watch the national championship. I was gonna say you
2: got to get some Trader Joe's snacks for the national championship. The snacks I'm
1: gonna get there too. Yeah, the problem is when I get the snacks, I. That's the dinner. <laughs> like too many snacks.
2: Yeah, no, I know. Snack dinners always the great. Uh,
1: the chocolate, the peanut butter cups, and all of that. But Man. yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the national championship game tonight. I keep ha-
2: forgetting that that's a thing.
1: I know. Have some halibut and some sides, and of course snacks, like Keeley said from yeah. uh, Trader Joe's. Okay, but thanks again to Trader Joe's. All right, Keely. So, uh, <sighs> where should we start? I guess if you guys heard. Um, you know, start with dart we gotta start with dart but this is the second usc quarterback yes to enter the ncaa transfer portal and keaton slovis did earlier he's going he's off to pit uh but today and i think i think keely had it first tweeted it out like hey sources are saying yeah jackson dart usc uh starting quarterback has entered the ncaa transfer portal so what kind of was were you hearing rumblings of this before? Or how did this? And we were all kind of thinking that, right?
2: Yeah. So this was an interesting one, and it's funny. Once we finished recording Thursday's podcast, then everything started snowballing and evolving. Um, but and Chris Trevino was on this as well. We started hearing that you know the Dart Camp was kind of unhappy with how things were going. Now, if you to, just to give context, USC didn't have a bowl game. Players went home um, for the break. Uh, they returned. Today, they're having their first workouts today, the, the 10th, which is actually a change from the Clay Helton era. They didn't start winter workouts until February. So Lincoln Riley's changing it, starting workouts in January, which seems like something you would just naturally do. But mm. that's just different. <laughs> so okay. Riley's starting that in <laughs> January. Yes. Um, so we were kind of hearing that darts camp was unhappy. Um, and just the quarterback room in general was inha- unhappy with how things were kind of evolving with um lincoln riley and the potential of a new quarterback coming in and so kind of asked around after hearing that and got pushed back from the usc side of things um you know i i learned from other sources that lincoln talked personally with dart's family talked with dart uh made sure that that dart knew what was happening once caleb announced that he was entering the transfer portal now, what does that mean for Caleb Williams? We're going to get into that next, so just okay. hold your horses. But um, it just seemed like Dart was unhappy, but it seemed like USC, from the USC side of things, they didn't get a full read on that. Um, so we, we were hearing more and more Dart for the portal, Dart for the portal over the weekend. Um, and then it, it happened this this morning, Monday morning. Um, yeah. And the thing with that is that, you know, people think that once you get into the portal, there's no turning back. You can still come back if, if the staff wants you to. Now, we don't necessarily know what Lincoln Riley and his staff, their policy on that. We know that Clay Hilton had an open door. If you went in and you wanted to come back, you could. I don't know if this severs things making that move. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll see about that. But it's just interesting. You know, uh, things are evolving quickly. And um, we saw Mario Williams had his official visit to USC. And then people are now obviously making the connection well Jackson Dart is entering the portal. That must confirm that Caleb Williams is coming to USC. Now, what's interesting is we're getting mixed signals about that, and it sounds like people – it doesn't sound like it's a transitive property type of thing. Sure. I think USC obviously wants Caleb Williams, but I don't know if Dart's entrance into the portal confirms that that's a done deal at this moment.
1: No, yeah, I would agree with you there, Keely. uh, This is a developing um, situation. There's obviously some smoke around the Caleb Williams thing. I mean, the uh we had sort of heard a lot of stuff on both sides. Like early on, it didn't seem like Caleb Williams was coming at all, which you know, if you just had to write down, okay, Lincoln Riley's going, um, Caleb Williams is gonna come with him and go to USC. As soon as the, you know, the bowl game ends, they beat Oregon, you know, the next day he's in the in the transfer portal. So that's the assumption right away. And I don't know if it's a smokescreen or what, but there was definitely talk about him going to the SEC. There was even talk about him going to UCLA when uh, Dylan Gabriel, the UCF quarterback, signs financial aid paperwork to go to UCLA. And then once Caleb Williams enters the portal, the day he's supposed to enroll at UCLA or the day before he's supposed to enroll, he, tr- he t- changes his mind and goes to Oklahoma. And so that seems like, well, you know, Caleb Williams is probably not going back to Oklahoma. Maybe he goes to UCLA. So there was a lot of sort of smoke out there, like smoke screens, maybe, mm-hmm. um, of what was going on with this. But I agree with you. I don't think it's a transitive property thing that, oh, darts in the portal. I know our friend Colin, Colin Coward tweeted, I think we all know what this means when Shotgun tweeted something about but it, doesn't necessarily mean that. I think.
2: I mean, to give you an idea, Caleb Williams to USC was trending in the United States on Twitter when the news, the Jackson Dart news broke. Right. So people were putting two and two together. It very
1: well could happen. I think if you're a betting person, like the odds of where Caleb Williams, like where will Caleb Williams next snap be? I think the overall favorite would be USC. But like you, like if something happens and it doesn't go that way, I wouldn't be completely shocked i mean what if georgia gets like blown out and they're like put a five million dollar nil package together?
2: <laughs> and, and i like, mean who knows
1: you know like i think it's not a done, i don't think it's done you know
2: that's the thing worth noting is what i've gathered is that a very very small circle actually knows what's happening from the true the true intentions of the caleb williams camp and i think that given the nil money we've heard floated around it's in their best interest to not come out immediately and say what they want to do. So I think the Caleb Williams camp still wants to keep things hush-hush and see, and, and maybe something, a, a bigger deal might come up in the next few days and then they'll change course. So I, I think in their opinion, it might make sense to keep this as quiet as possible um, to see if they might need to change their minds. Now, I think from the USC camp, they're signaling, hey, we want, we want you, Caleb Williams, but I don't think it's a done deal yet.
1: Yeah, and I think it's a good way to put it that even in the USC camp, I don't think they were putting out, you know, advertising, hey, we want Caleb Williams, we want Caleb Williams. But then the last few days, it sort of like became obvious, hey, you know, Caleb Williams is in town. He was at the Raiders game. I mean, the Rams game. He was at the Lakers game. Um, And when it's sort of like you're, you know, you're in a relationship and you like are looking around, and you're trying to court somebody else. And oh, they say no. Then you go back, to... <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, okay, honey, you know, whoever your partner is, like, oh, we're together again. And they're like, oh no. So there's some.
2: What is this analogy? I'm trying to
1: track with it you. Potentially spoils like you like USC was sort of keeping quiet, maybe the interest in Caleb Williams, but once it becomes out, like, okay, obviously, like they're going to try to get him now. You know, if you're Jackson Dart, it doesn't sit that well, right? That could be part of this. But even if Caleb Williams doesn't come, the fact that they knew you were looking at him sort of spoils the Jackson Dart. Like he's not unhappy. Like, well, they didn't want me anyway. So, I mean, there's a scenario here where Jackson Dart's not at USC and Caleb Williams is not at USC. That obviously not not ideal situation, but no, something like that not. could that could happen.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think from the USC side of things you want the trust of who you're courting and so I think that's why the circle is so small they want to make sure that they're doing best by Caleb and so I think that's also why when because you know I've heard both things on, on the spectrum and when I come to the USC side of things say hey this is what I'm hearing and they push back I feel like that's kind of protecting the the process you know so We'll see. It evolves very quickly. Like I said, we podcasted Thursday and then we got sources hitting us up afterwards. So it it evolves and podcast is an interesting medium to try and uh, explain things. But that's kind of honestly where it's at right now. There's a lot of smoke. And I think when it's such an intriguing storyline like Caleb Williams, a lot of people just behind the scenes of sourcing and whatnot, a lot of people try to say or, or appear like they know what's happening. And that presents more problems because then you got to dig further and see if that's actually true or whatnot. So yes. it's it's hard, and so that's why at least on my end, there's a lot of silence because I would rather be quiet and make sure that we know what we're saying and we're not saying something that's wrong, rather than you know just throwing out whatever I hear because that happens a lot, and, and that things I've heard a lot of things that haven't actually happened. So I I would rather be responsible than just start throwing things at the wall.
1: Yeah, and so that does happen. We hear a lot of things and a lot, and we see people post on the message boards or on Twitter. Like, as soon as they hear something, like, Hey, I heard this, and sometimes it's just like three places removed, and it was sort of an idea that became like solidified, and now you're like saying it as fact, and it's not, you yeah. know. And yeah, sometimes it actually comes true, and but it doesn't always. And I, you know, I, I think that there's op- like if you're a USC fan, you're listening to the show, you probably are, there's optimism that you're going to get a really dynamic quarterback in in 2022 in Caleb Williams but I would not you know like we said I don't think it's a done deal yet um there's still stuff going on out there I mean that it, it's just uh I, I if someone tells you it's 100% I just don't think that's like if they say it's it's very likely he comes I would believe you you know if you good source were saying that but I don't think like you said it's not a uh, not a done deal.
2: I feel like the most comfortable phrasing right now for me is like it's trending in the right direction if you're a USC fan. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's um, trend, you know. But I think there's still some some things that need to be worked out. Yeah,
0: there's some eyes well, to dot and sure. T's to yeah, I'm cross. I'm trying to figure out
2: how to phrase this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
1: the contract is not signed. It's and you know,
2: it's there's an actual contract, but yeah. Right,
1: right. Uh there's uh, there's things that happen and things change, and you could have a great source that tells you this right from the you know the horse's mouth, and they change their mind five minutes later, and it's like okay, well, well, this happened, so now I'm doing this. Um, I mean, USC had hired a couple of assistant coaches now, not signed them in contracts and all that stuff yet. Uh, we're going to get to the coaching stuff, and they got more money, better you know better offer somewhere else, and even though they had changed their Twitter profile and were recruiting for USC. They move on. So it's like, yeah. hey, wh- I thought you said that guy was going to coach. He was. He was actually coaching. He was actually recruiting and then got a better offer and, and moves on. So could something you know slide in at the last minute and Caleb Williams go somewhere else? Yes. But like you said, I think he's trending in the right direction. Yeah.
2: College football is is crazy. It is crazy. It evolves very quickly. It's
1: big business. And the NIL stuff has not been defined enough. So if someone comes up with, you know, what was it, Eastern Michigan, like Charlie Batch? Was it Eastern Michigan? Like, Charlie Batch, like, offered a million dollars to Caleb Williams, like, just out of the blue for one year. And, like, he's got more than – he can't go to the NFL after this year. So, like, one year is not going to do anything. What about the Mario Williams side? So, Plant High School, um, dynamic wide receiver, was a, you know, top, like, 100 player coming out of high school, Um, visited USC. Uh, It seems like the two of them would probably go to the same place and – seems like he's trending towards usC what what are your thoughts on Mario Williams
2: yeah I've heard more confident my sources are more confident in Mario Williams at the moment than they are saying definitive statements about Caleb Williams so that's where it stands like at that at this moment um again it's interesting because then I have sources on the side saying hey it's a little premature so that's why I'm like I don't feel like I can say too much definitively because we're getting just some interesting um statements on both sides if that makes sense Ryan
1: Yeah no and that's um he's not a a big wide mm-hmm. receiver but
2: 511
1: 185 Yeah um the Oklahoma site listed him at 59 but
2: oh, Really Yeah okay so 247 listed him as 511 They
1: give him a little uh, bonus but he played in uh Is I think cleats 12 games <laughs> cleats like 12 games um you know we'll see what uh We'll see what ends up happening with <laughs> with that, the Williams brothers, um, because. They're not actually brothers. No, they're not, but no, they're no, just. I'm just saying the same name. I guess it's <laughs> a common name, right? A, uh, lot
2: of, a lot of Williams in the last, like, 72 hours. Yeah. CJ Williams, C- modern day wide receiver, committed at the All American Bowl. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, at, right touchdown. after he caught
1: a touchdown. And yeah,
2: it was a perfect setup for his commitment. It's I will like, say. if feel like
1: catch a touchdown, like, hey, I want to commit right now. Okay, perfect. You know? Yeah. Uh, we'll get to him. Uh, Later in the week, because we got all this other stuff going on. Yeah. There's another weird one. Um, you know, Jackson Darko's in the portal. Maybe Caleb Williams comes out to USC. Uh Mario Williams maybe comes to USC, but maybe going out is uh Michael Trigg, Um, the freshman phenom tight end receiver guy that uh just had so much potential, ends up getting banged up a little bit this year, tweets out that he's in the transfer portal.
2: Yeah, he tweeted out at ten fifty three. I'm in the transfer portal, dot dot dot. But he's not actually officially in the transfer portal. No. We checked.
1: I did a little checking. You did some checking. Yeah. He ain't in there.
2: He's not in the portal. He's
1: not in the like so it's something you like basically if you're a player, you tell your compliance guy, hey, I want to put my name in the portal. It's a database and coaches have access to this database. And then your name goes in there. And I think we talked about this last week. It's like if you call one of those places, you know, or sign up for like, Hey, here's the best credit card rate, or here's the best mortgage rate. It's really just like, it, you know, it puts your name out there and then all these different brokers can call you and you'll just start getting spam calls. Like just, well, they're calling you to like sell you the credit card or whatever it is. And I think that happens in the treasure portal. Like your name goes in there. There are schools that are monitoring that thing twenty four seven, no uh, pun intended. Um, but once you're in there, it's public. So like we have people at twenty four seven that have access to the the database, and so they can see, and we can say, hey, is his name in the portal? And they're like, no, he's not in there. Um, and I don't think there's a delay. I think once you just you tell the compliance person or whoever in your the school the program, they enter your name in there, and usually if it's a popular player, you're going to get a lot of calls. You get a lot a lot of attention. And the whole point of being in there is not just, okay, I'm gone for sure. It's more of, I can now be contacted. I can now take visits and things like that. So, yeah, um, but so Michael Trigg is not officially in the portal, but once you say you are like, you kind of are, I guess
2: the thing, my like whole philosophy with player tweets is like, sometimes it can be reactionary or like, you shouldn't take it literally. And that was my initial reaction. Like, I think part of me felt like it was a reaction to the of Like, well, I'm in the portal now too if he's leaving, you know what I mean? But the fact that he isn't in the portal, I do know that behind the scenes um, there have been some accountability issues with Trigg um, and so I, I believe that they were trying to work on that, um, but it'll be interesting to see going forward. Because I, I do know that sources have told me that Lincoln definitely was interested in Trigg and the weapon that he could be, but I had heard prior to the season ending that trig was also on portal watch yeah so it's it's been a a a evolving situation in the sense that i think the lincoln riley edition definitely re sparked trig's interest in maybe not going to the portal so we'll see
1: yeah it's and with a coaching transition there are going to be players that just aren't going to fit in in the new culture right and they're like, hey, this isn't for me, whatever. With the case of Jackson Dart, it's like, well, you're gonna, if you're gonna bring in Caleb Williams, then yeah, I'm not gonna stick around. I don't like, I, I agree with you. I don't think Trigg is someone that the coaches looked at and said, yeah, we don't, we don't want him. No, I think, no, no, I think I, they want him.
2: They, they definitely wanted him. Um, I just think it's, there's, there's things behind the scenes. And I think this is like a room thing as well that we'll probably give more detail about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, but circling back to the the Dart stuff, I, I just think it's interesting because I was told that, you know, Lincoln told the quarterbacks it's gonna be a fair competition um, if Caleb comes, but can you really have that if you have your guy coming in the portal?
1: No. Like no, there's no <laughs> yeah. if if Caleb Williams comes to USC, there is no quarterback competition. There might be publicly stated, but Caleb Williams will be, you know, barring injury. He will be your starting quarterback if he transfers into USC. He was, um, you know, a stud at Oklahoma. Was it twenty-one touchdowns, four picks? He was Lincoln Riley's guy. This was, you know, someone that Riley was, you know, recruited and developed and was bringing along. He's got transfers to be successful before, but this would be, you know, his guy that started out. Um, yeah, so I don't think there's any question. This would not, you know, you love Miller Moss, you love Jackson Dart. Like if they stuck around. I just don't think there would be any way that you would be able to beat him out. Even talent wise, if you were up there in that in the same area and you played really well, he knows the system. Like you're gonna be learning Lincoln Riley's system. This is a a guy that's played not just learned it, but he's played in it, you know, and 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 been part of that. So I think the deck would certainly be stacked against anyone that's trying to uh you know, you're trying to compete with him. I, I just don't think there would be a real competition. It's like, yeah. he's the guy. Yeah. Which, completely understandable. Like, obviously, that's, you know.
2: Yeah. But on the yeah. Miller Moss side of things, it sounds like he's not as ready to maybe enter the portal as Dart is.
1: Yeah. And I think we'll probably put some War Room stuff in there, too. But yeah. um, I don't think, you know, I, I doubt, especially if Caleb Williams comes in, I don't think Dart will come back. There's still a possibility that Dart could return. I, I don't think it's very likely. I don't think it's trending in that direction. Like you said, trending for Caleb Williams. Uh, I think anything can happen. But my, if I had to bet, I'd say Miller Moss sticks around. You know, Mohit San is still there. He sticks around. The the former transfer from Vanderbilt uh, that's on scholarship now. So you know, maybe they would if they bring in Caleb Williams, you'd have those three and maybe bring in another. Um, I guess I could still potentially sign someone for 2022, but I, I think Miller Moss would stick around at least for a while. You know, I, I don't think he would leave right away. Um, you know, I don't think he would have, if it was just him and Jackson Dart, I think Miller Moss would be thinking, I got a chance to be the starter. I can compete new coaching staff. We're all going to start fresh, but I don't think that expectation is going to be there if. Your new head coach brings in his old quarterback. Yeah.
2: Yeah. it's Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, All right. Hey, why don't we take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll finish up stuff.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. peristyle podcast ryan abraham and keely Your what'd you do for the break keely you go go run around the block do you do anything fun
2: yeah i did some yoga
1: you're, oh nice <laughs> i was doing some pilates in the corner and it's like the break is 30 seconds oh okay sorry well we didn't have that much time uh okay so a lot of portal news a lot of uh, you know there's still obviously stuff we're, we're waiting on
2: mm-hmm. but we
1: do know that lincoln riley's coaching staff has been hired
2: it was interesting you thought that would be the news of the day today
1: it's like the last thing we're going to talk about. In <laughs> and there's other news that we could talk about. Yeah,
2: true. But we're trying to keep Graham short. going
1: to West Virginia. You know, the college short football thing not expanding. All that. We already mentioned C.J. Williams. But we'll get to all that kind of stuff in a um, future later. Pod. Yeah, future pod. But uh we did get uh, an email from USC this morning, and they tweeted it out, that the uh, official coaching staff, the 10-man staff, is together. Um should I just, I can go through them one by one. We can sure. give a few comments. Go for it. So, you know that Lincoln Riley guy? Yeah, he's the head coach.
2: I do know him, yes. That
1: hasn't changed. I not know
2: him, but I do um, know him.
1: He said, I'm very ex- uh, excited to formally announce our coaching staff. Uh, I truly believe we've put together an elite group of coaches that will help build this program back to national prominence. They have each been a part of winning programs and have a championship mindset. The staff understands that championship teams have a foundation of culture and they know what that looks like and how to implement it. They recognize the tradition and expectations of this program and are eager to get the work. I've said it before. USC belongs at the top of college football and this coaching staff is going to be instrumental in making that happen. Hope you'll join me in welcoming that welcoming them to the Trojan family. There you go. So a little Lincoln Riley action. So Dennis Simmons. We knew about him. We did. He
2: was one of the coaches who came with Lincoln from Oklahoma during that first week. Um, He was also in attendance for the Cal Week practices. So he um, watched the team practice. He walked over and watched the wide receiver drill. So he was one of the guys who got an early scout on his future position group.
1: Yeah. So we've known about him. Assistant head coach. So there's a lot of titles in these. Yes. Titles are a big thing in college football now. Yeah. Uh, Outside wide receivers coach. And he's the offensive passing game coordinator. Uh, and they put a note in here. He's coached some of collegiate games' elite receivers, so good recruiter. Um, seems like a good receivers coach.
2: He also was uh, in the in-home visit for really Brown when um uh, Lincoln and and uh, Dennis went to the in-home visit. Yeah, uh, uh, following Lincoln's uh, introductory press conference that Monday.
1: Yeah, so we knew about him. Yes, also knew about Alex Grinch, the defensive coordinator.
2: Yes, he also was in attendance for that week of practice. Um, and he also did some evaluating. He had a clipboard in his hand for
1: practices Yeah, he was really checking stuff He was out. really evaluating. <laughs> Probably watching Caleb Bullock and stuff. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Caleb Bullock. Uh, defensive coordinator, he's the safeties coach also. So there's, they're split up the defensive backs in like three different guys. But he will – so if you remember, like, you know, different coaches would coach uh, – like, I think Clancy Pendergast had safeties and stuff too, or he liked them. No, and he was it? the linebacker. Oh, linebackers. Who was – oh, um – I'm trying to think. Was it? <laughs> back. Like, but usually, like the defensive coordinator will also have like a position group that yeah. they'll help coach and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to help coach safeties. Um, and it, the note to have in here is regarded as one of the nation's top defensive coordinators and secondary coaches. Uh, USC fans might remember him uh, from Washington State. Uh, they did some really good things with a undersized defense. It's kind of a speed-based defense. He was also at Ohio State. Uh, I thought they made the Oklahoma defense better. Um, I don't think they made it. It wasn't like amazing, but it was, I think it was better when Alex Grinch got in there. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, but we knew about him. Uh, So Josh Henson. So there's a Henson and a Hanson. Josh Henson, he's the offensive coordinator and offensive line coach. Um, It's a 23 years coaching experience in the sec and big 12. And has been part of a national championship staff.
2: So he was at Texas Texas A and M uh, for the last three seasons, um, and he spent the 2016 to 2018 season at Oklahoma State yeah. before joining Texas A and M. Right. So, and that was the offensive line position. That was something that evolved. That was one of the position uh, coach uh, roles that kept evolving over the course, and why they waited so long to aff- announce everything officially because things kept evolving in that that regard.
1: Yeah, because originally you thought that Bill Biedenbaugh was going to come over, also yeah. one of the top offensive line coaches in the country. Um, he ends up staying with Brent Venables at Oklahoma. Then I think the Houston offensive line coach, the rumors were that they were USC was talking to him, and that doesn't happen. And then they get a, you know, someone one of the more highly regarded offensive line coaches in the country, uh, also with the offensive coordinator title. So USC hasn't had um, great offensive line coaching and recruiting and stability there.
2: I mean, we got to give props to Clay McGuire.
1: No, Maguire I think was was really good. Yeah, um, he did a, a great job. But it was sort of like too little, too late at that point. Like if you hired Clay McGuire three years ago when
0: yeah. Grant Harrell
1: came in, I think it would have been a different story. So this is good. I think you start with a new head coach. The the offense he comes in and you get some stability there, and I think you can build on the recruiting. So you don't have. Constant turnover at that spot where you have questionable coaches or guys that don't recruit real well. Uh, I think this is a big move. I think this is one of the better hires that Lincoln Riley made.
2: Yeah, agreed.
1: Uh, this guy you might have heard of, Dante Williams.
2: Dante Williams. Yep.
1: He's defensive backs coach, defensive passing game coordinator, and he's the whole the single holdover. Um, he was the interim coach last season, uh, top recruiter, of course, but uh, he's sticking around. And uh, we broke that news. Coaching DBs, yeah,
2: yeah. So he that was something that kind of uh, it it was an interesting back and forth between USC and and Dante, but he ultimately stays on the staff. So and I think that's good for just recruiting, having obviously um, elite recruiter, but also having that continuation. Like it's always nice for staffs to have at least one guy to kind of connect the the transition. You know, you know, be the bridge. And Dante Williams is a good guy to do that.
1: Yeah, so uh, we didn't think it was going to happen, and then things sort of switched, shift, shifted, and yeah, like you said, we broke the news, so that was nice. Uh, but so we'll see what happens with Dante Williams on the staff. Uh, Roy Manning is the outside linebackers coach,
2: nickel's coach,
1: coach of the nickelbacks, I guess, and uh, assistant head coach for defense. Um, he was a, a linebacker in the Big Ten in the NFL, and he's coached in three different Power Five conferences any thoughts on roy manning
2: not really i mean there was the whole quote unquote controversy about how he was somehow recruiting for two different schools i was told that that was like a non-thing right it was just a internet
1: he's coming from oklahoma so he was yeah. on riley's staff at oklahoma. <laughs> yes yes yeah. so
2: that was just like an internet controversy that wasn't a real controversy so that's i think that's the first thing that people think of right now when they think of roy manning but i was told that that's just a non-issue yeah
1: um there's a thing uh my engineering days called fud uh, okay fear uncertainty and doubt so like if you're in a competitive situation sometimes that people will throw fud out there like oh like you know if you're if you have like a product and there's a better product on on Amazon that you know that does what you do you might try to put some fake reviews over there it's like oh their their product blows up and if it and then people start saying oh wait I I don't want a product that blows up. And even though it doesn't blow up, you're just like someone's putting that fear, that FUD out there, right? And the Oklahoma fan base was extremely, extremely, extremely upset when Lincoln Riley left. And there was a lot of FUD, like they were just looking at anything to make Lincoln Riley a terrible person, to whoever was going with them, they're awful, they're the devil. Uh, and I, I feel like USC fans start reading that stuff like, oh, that's not good. Um, but I think a lot of that was just FUD. I don't think there was, uh, a lot of, um, facts behind some of this. It was just really an upset fan base that sort of threw a lot of stuff and see what would stick. So don't believe the FUD on the, on Roy Manning. Mm-hmm. Is there some news going on?
2: No, sorry. I was just trying to make sure that, yeah, I was just making, we've been podcasting for a while. And so my, my, Yeah. was making sure
1: it's funny because we, we start talking for a while and you're like, Oh, by the way, uh, I know. Caleb Williams is going to the NBA, like or something. Like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like what? Yeah. Like, so I was just making, like I was break.
2: covering our bases and making sure. No. Sure. Yeah.
1: Uh, continuing on, Dave Nickel is the inside wide receivers coach and associate head coach for offense. Um, yeah, way
2: via Washington State, I believe.
1: Dave Nickel. Yes. Yeah. Any thoughts on Dave?
2: Oh no, sorry, Mississippi State. My bad, but he he's based in the, the leach offense right so. he
1: did yeah i thought he spent some time at washington state like back in he the, did he yeah, did yeah. i just didn't know if it was straight from there but not he, not coming from yes, there yes
2: yeah. uh spent the two previous seasons at mississippi state as their inside receivers coach
1: so you know mike leach worked in that you know this kind of spread sort of offense um the inside wide receivers coaches when you see these spread offenses and Um, that's what was another weird thing about what USC, when they brought in Graham Harrell, uh, they didn't have an inside wide receivers coach and an outside. Like they had Kerry Colbert who really hadn't coached in this kind of an offense before, but typically these offenses have an inside and outside and the inside guy would sort of be like, you know, those there, it's just a different thing. You're playing the slot. Sometimes they're H back sort of things. And, um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, but he's, got a lot of experience in this type of offense yep yep uh brian odom so he'll be the inside linebackers coach and associate head coach for defense um he has dual background coaching linebackers and sports performance
2: he spent the previous three years as the inside linebackers coach at oklahoma Hmm. Um and other than that I don't know too much about him. Yeah, I
1: know he came from it's, it's one of those guys. that's like okay, he was on staff with Lincoln Riley before. You're like okay, well he's going to continue on and yeah, perfect. You know, like there's sometimes where you're like, oh, he makes sense because he's you know Dave Nickel. He's coming from a Mike Leach offensive yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Like oh, he's coming from Lincoln Riley staff. Okay, that's fine. You know, like, yeah. you did well there, so I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> This is more one of the more recent ones, and
2: we talked about the next two in last week's podcast as well. Sean Nua, yeah, yeah.
1: so he's officially a defensive line coach. Um, you know, spent some time in the the Pac-12 and and Big Ten. We like you said, we talked about him last week. Came over from
2: Michigan. Um, Uh, he's from America and Samoa, yeah. So that helps with uh, recruiting as well. And highly Polynesia regarded. Connections. Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah, definitely a lot of things. There was some FUD coming out of Michigan even when he was hired, but usually that's a good sign. Like if fans are sort of upset that a coach is leaving, that usually means you probably got a pretty good one. Uh Keel McDonald as well. Um he's coming over from Utah. He will coach the running backs. So another, you know, looks like really you know, top recruiter kind of guy. They've had some great uh running backs at uh at Utah, they brought in transfers last year, and they all seem to be working. So he'd be able to recruit guys, bring in transfers. It seems like he can do it all. Mm-hmm. And then uh Zach Hansen, not Henson. There's an Hansen. A there. There's an A in this one, <laughs> so we're gonna get that wrong sometimes this season. Uh, tight ends coach, Uh young. You know, USC had a young uh, tight ends coach um, last year steph diggy and and now you got another one in uh zach Hansen. i thought it's interesting that you do have uh outside wide receivers inside wide receivers and tight ends because yep. sometimes the tight ends will be lumped into the inside yep. wide receivers but just for example there's basically three guys coaching receivers in this offense and like when graham harrell first came in usc had one you know it was like eh, it doesn't yeah um i guess they probably had a tight ends coach too but this is you know Little different, uh, younger coach here. So we'll see how, you know, how he's able to do. USC does have some good tight ends in that room. Uh, Michael Trigg may be not among them now if he ends up going to the portal, but yeah,
2: we'll see on that how that evolves. But there, there's the staff. be brief rundown
1: <laughs> of all the stuff. Yeah. So that's all official now. Um, I think, you know, we heard from Lincoln Riley at the early signing period. He said he was going to wait till all at once. I think what you were saying too, the, that offensive line, offensive coordinator hire was sort of like the linchpin. Like, you wanted that to work. That had to be, like, the yeah the foundation of, of what was going to be built and sort of build around that. Um,
2: yeah, because Keel McDonald, as well, replaced the Tashard Choice yes. hire. Um, and we talked about that last week, but that was another thing where um, just – it was a human decision. You know, his family's from Texas and then things evolve. So uh, Keel replaces that hire.
1: Yeah. So – I think if you look at the overall staff, I mean, it makes sense. There's no one that you're just like, huh. You know, how many times? I mean, over the last seven years, when you know the numerous times Clay Hilton had to hire multiple new people at <laughs> once, how many times was there, huh? <laughs> you know, like a lot.
2: A lot of <laughs> a lot of googling and be like, okay, <laughs> interesting. Does it?
1: But all of this stuff could sort of make sense, you know? Yeah. The, which that's all you need. Like it just, oh, you. Coach like a Mike Mike Leach system, and you're going to coach in that. Like, okay, that makes sense. Not well, you did this and that doesn't really translate, but maybe it could work. Like, you're not seeing any of that, so that's I think that's positive.
2: Yeah, and we talked about it. The the Rolodex is definitely different in this situation, obviously.
1: Yeah, um, but that's that's all the news was that broke uh, Monday morning. Uh, the, so
2: far at two p.m. Monday, January 10th.
1: Yeah. The. uh the national championship game is this evening, like we talked about. So that three be, hours, yeah. It starts at five. Yeah. Wow. It's just crazy, yeah. I got to get to Trader Joe's and pick up my yeah, stuff. it's Trader Joe's, right? I know. I gotta do that. Get your uh, snack dinner. I gotta get my snacks. <laughs> no, I got the I halibut's know. gotta. Be I the know. Star.
2: I know. I'm just teasing you.
1: The hell, Do you like? You're not a huge fish person. No, I like fish. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, fresh, like when you catch it and then just cook it. Oh yeah. It's like it's so good.
2: No, I have a friend who like gets fresh lobster.
1: Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah that's
2: yeah. a nice hook up there
1: that's like when i go home to massachusetts you know for christmas and for my birthday like usually i get like lobster on my birthday because you can go to the grocery store for like six bucks a pound to get wow. a lobster here there's like 40 dollars a pound They're sure gr- sure but we go to the, the grocery store i think it might have been 12 bucks a pound when we were there last time but you know, like call up you order it and like hey can you steam it for us and just bring it home like you literally just bring home prepared lobster melt some butter and just go to town and it's it's great yeah I love that stuff. Sounds but great. No, it's good. Uh, now I'm like now I'm getting hungry thinking about my halibut <laughs> for tonight. Okay, well that'll wrap things up for this emergency edition of the Parastel Podcast. We'll come back this this week. I think we'll have Gerard on. Maybe we'll do a Harvey Hyde one, but there's could be some more breaking news yes. in the next ten minutes. <sighs>
2: don't don't <jinx>. ten hours,
1: <laughs> ten days. We don't know.
2: I mean, this was just kind of like here. This is where everything's at right now. Yeah, and. We're of course going to be going forward and having much more content this yes. week, so don't you worry.
1: Make sure you pay attention. Um, it's a if you're not a member, a VIP member, jump on it now. Dollar for your first month. Uh, there's tons of stuff going on. Our team's been breaking all kinds of news. George got all kinds of recruiting stuff too, like tidbits. He was
2: yeah, more transfer portal stuff uh, coming in in that sense. Yeah, prospects.
1: Yeah, there's guys taking official visits that yeah. are you know in the transfer portal from other programs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is, uh, a lot going on. It's just sort of like with, with school starting, um, like you got a seven day window, I think. So you could still bring in some transfers, uh, up until like next Monday before like pretty much close things off. But you ideally you'd like to get in school now and be able to participate in spring football. So that's why if you hear stuff on Caleb Williams, it's probably going to happen fairly soon. Um, cause you want to get in there. If you're going to transfer in, especially as a quarterback, you want to get in there for that spring semester. If you can, yeah, there's
2: an enrollment window. Yeah. Um, so it'll come sooner than later.
1: Yes. All right. Well, that'll wrap it up for Keely. Your follower on Twitter at Keely is my name. I am Ryan Abraham. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Peristyle podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show and we will talk to you next
0: time. You may have noticed that shopping at Trader Joe's is unlike shopping at other markets. People ask us all the time how we manage to have such unique, interesting, and delicious products at such great everyday prices. This is Dan Bain of Trader Joe's. The answer is simple. It's all in the way we do business. We buy directly from the manufacturer whenever possible. This helps to keep our costs low, and we pass those savings on to you. No gimmicks, just great values at honest prices. Every day at Trader Joe's. Thanks for listening.